If you had 20 minutes with a counselor, what would you ask? I'm Anna Nash. And I'm Julie Sparkman, a counselor with Restore Ministries here in Birmingham, Alabama. You are listening to Head to Heart, a podcast to help you connect what you know with how you live. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Well, we're finally getting around to episode four of Head to Heart. Thanks for all of your feedback and your comments and your questions. We've really enjoyed the response and have been really surprised and grateful at how effective. It's been really encouraging. Yeah, it's been so effective, this podcast, and it encourages us to keep up the good work. So thank you for sending in questions, and we're looking forward to the future and getting around to all of your questions, I hope. But today, we are actually not going to take a question because I had something in the office just recently that a client said to me something that I hear so frequently, not just in the office, but in my life, coming right out of my mouth. And I said to her, oh my goodness, can I please write that down? And, and would you please give me permission to bring that up in a podcast that we're going to do this week? <laughs> she represents all of us. She represents the entire podcast audience. Oh, gosh. So many of the, so many of the men and the women that come into my office, ah, see, it's, I, I get them because I am them. Yeah, know? me too. Oh, gosh. So anyway, here is what she said. I think that I had perhaps just invited her to, I'm doing a, um, teaching. Um, I'm doing a crazy train teaching at Vestavia Hills United Methodist here in Birmingham on Mm -hmm. Wednesday nights. And I think that I had invited her to come because she had said she really wanted her husband to hear the teaching. So I told her about it and she said, oh, you know what though? I really don't want to overwhelm him because he's doing some ministry stuff right now and he's Mm. going to a really good Bible study. And you know, maybe if I tell him this, he might stop going to those other things. So I I don't think that I'm going to let him know about it. Mm. So it just (laughs) hit me. (laughs) And I said to her, wow, hey, what role are you in right now? Yeah. Okay, so do you know what I mean by what role? Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Are you, a, are you a parent? Are you a coach? Are you a wife? What are you right now? Mm-hmm. And she laughed and she said, I am totally the parent slash coach. Totally. I get that. I get mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah. And just uh, just even as you're talking about that, your your shoulders are are kind of sagging, and your brow uh, is knitting. That feeling is so familiar, probably mm-hmm. to many of us. Just the weight mm-hmm. of that. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. what you would say, right? Exactly. When I slip in to a responsibility that is not mine, mm-hmm. I begin to feel heavy. Or frantic. Yeah, yeah. And I feel the weight of, or just the feeling of, I have to make this happen. Mm-hmm. I've got to make this happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, see, that is so subtle. You don't actually even consciously, I don't think, think no, that. No, no, just when you're saying it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in other words, more of what you need to pay attention to is when you begin to feel the physical feeling of tightness or mm-hmm. speaking rapidly mm-hmm. um, or, you know, uh, or the opposite, 
heaviness. Well, I can't let them know that. But Both, that's been, yeah. Okay, that should be, use that feeling like an indicator light. Those emotions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what was I thinking right before I started feeling this way? Bubbling up. Okay, so when you start feeling that way, Anna, mm-hmm. in regards to somebody else, what are you, fe- what are you thinking? Well, I feel like that I'm making them subordinate, and then that makes me feel weird. Like, I don't want the relationships that with the people that I love. I don't want them to feel subordinate. I do feel like I'm trying to be in charge and control, and then I kind of, then that makes me kind of even resent. Like, if they would just do what I thought they ought to do, or if they cared, you know, nobody in this home cares as much as I do. Exactly. About these details, or it's all up to me, and then I take resentment to just even getting mad. Uh, I don't know. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to stop. Great. Okay. So what we're going to do right now is we're almost going to draw that out like a little chart. Okay. Um, Presenting issue is counselor invites her to this um, event. Thought, the tape that plugs in right at that moment is this. Uh, I am responsible for what he does and how he does it, and I've got to figure that out for him. So, therefore, I feel what? Weighted, mm-hmm. heavy. Mm-hmm. And when I feel weighted and heavy, how does that end up eventually long-term? Not necessarily in the short term. In the short term, control can feel good. Somebody does what you'd ask them to, you get your way, and it feels great. Long term, though, <laughs> but yeah, you begin to feel anger and resentment. Why can't everybody figure this out for themselves? I'm the only one that cares here. If it is to be, if it is to it's be, it's up, up to, to me. me. <laughs> that is exactly right. There's the mantra right there. Yep. So I want you to see, though, the progression of how you end up into that place because so often people will say, Things like, oh, I need to stop being such a controller. Mm. You are being a controller. That's an outward action because of the way that you are thinking. And it's foolishness to say, I'm going to stop this behavior unless you deal with that underlying root thought that you're acting out of that causes the behavior. So how do you escape it? I think think that you attempt to change your thoughts, right? You know, I mean, is that even possible? I mean, in the moment when it's heated. Well, I think it's totally possible. I think it's absolutely possible. But here's where I would have to say that I break from classic cognitive therapy, and that's this. When you have a moment of insight, that can lead to trying harder change. But what, as believers, what we want insight to do is to lead us to repentance. Mm. And it's repentance that Mm. leads us to change. So let's go back. If we think about what was that base thought right there Mm -hmm. in terms of the gospel. Okay. When you are thinking it is up to me, if it is to be right, what are at that moment aspect of the gospel are you forgetting? And again, remembering the gospel, um, I am a daughter, I'm not a savior, I'm well provided for, and then secondly, I now have the righteousness of Christ covering me, 
I no longer have to prove myself. I no longer have to fight for my position because I no longer get my sense of safety, mm-hmm. security, well-being from those positions. Right. So okay. I think for me, what I would not be believing is I don't believe that I have a loving Heavenly Father that cares and and is... I don't trust him. I mean, it's that I have to take matters mm-hmm. into my own hand, like Eve. I mean, that's exactly mm-hmm. what Eve said in mm-hmm. the garden. If it mm-hmm. is to be, it's up to me. And that's when she mm-hmm. diverted mm-hmm. from God's control to her own control. And mm-hmm. so I am operating out of that when I believe I can control this situation. Or that you need to control this situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm not believing that I'm a daughter. I'm a believing that I'm an orphan, like I'm all on my own. Right. I've got right. to beg and borrow and steal to make it work. Um, and you got to beg, borrow, and steal from others to get others to do what it is that they, mm-hmm. quote, should be doing. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's up to you. So when something's up to you, you are taking on right there the, the savior mentality. Right. I have to be his savior because there isn't one. That's not just a statement of control. That's a statement of belief. That's a theology right, right there. That needs to be repented of. Okay. Something also that can be, I think, a little bit more subtle is I know that for myself, what others do around me can often become way too important in terms of how it makes me look. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I might like it when my kids are involved in this ministry activity or my husband is active in this Bible study. There's a sense of, of well-being, self-worth, satisfaction, etc., to be gained from that. And when I do that, what is that? So that is not believing that my righteousness is in Christ, but it's up to me to make mm-hmm. myself righteous. I think of mm-hmm. like doing the right thing and being seen well. Mm-hmm. Um, my worth is in who I can perform and who I can be, how I can perform and who I can be. Um, so I guess what I hear you saying is that when I believe that I have to muster up my own goodness or being seen right or well in the eyes of the world or my culture, or my community, those around me, my family, I have to work very hard controlling everybody to look that way because they are an extension of me and my picture. Exactly. Exactly. So see, this is just, again, just the pragmatic implications of the gospel. Mm, It's awesome. When I am not a daughter, I am a savior. And when I am my own savior, I have to be yours too. Yep. And then secondly, you can tweet that. Yeah, when, um, when my righteousness is connected to something other than Christ, I am on the performance pony, or I will put loved ones on the performance pony. Mm. Okay, mm. Now, now, yes, does that result in breakdown of relationships? Does that result in me disrespecting other people, treating them disrespectfully or thinking in my mind mm-hmm. that they are, dis- you know, not to be as respected as I am because they can't even figure out their own lives? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Does it cause me to push when I shouldn't be pushing? Absolutely. Okay. 
But I want you to see that the problem is not in the pushing. The problem is not in the control. The problem is in the core belief that I am an orphan. Apart from the gospel, that is the way that I am going to behave. It makes sense. It's not crazy behavior at all. It's actually very sane behavior in response to a crazy theology. Right. But we so, know, yeah, we know how to state that theology. Like mm -hmm. I, we can articulate the gospel, but then the, the daily. So I feel like that in the moment, like the moment of this event happening where I'm feeling the pull to control and manipulate mm -hmm. and subtly push them in the direction that I want friends and family around me to go, that it's very hard to stop in that moment and go, wait, I'm doing it, and, and what's wrong with my thinking? So I, I know that that, that mm. behavior therapy is possible, and but for me personally, it's done in the quiet outside, like when the, when the moment is not heated. It's a retraining of my thinking and, and just reminding myself of who I am in Christ on a daily basis so that when the blows come, you're already rooted and anchored of sorts, reminding yourself. Um, I, th you know, I think that's true. A lot of, a lot of my clients will say, well, this is really, this is just, this is so complicated. I'll be thinking all the time about what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. and the truth is, is it's really not complicated at all. It's amazingly simple. Because we go back to the same line of thinking all the time. Over and over. It's the yes. same thing. It's always one of those two implications that we're yes. not believing. Yes. I am alone, and I have to make my righteousness and my life work. That's the exact same thing. That started in the garden right there. So it's really a rendition of that basic tape that we play over and over and over again with little minor changes. So it get it's it's... Fairly mm -hmm. simple, but in terms of when we present this today, you know, that can feel overwhelming to people. And so I just want to remind you of this, that the Father is just as much in charge of your sanctification. You're becoming like Christ. You're becoming free from sinful patterns like the one we're discussing today. He's just as much in charge of that as he is your justification, your entrance into heaven. You're being mm -hmm. made justified by Christ and you are empowered to obedience by Christ. Mm. And so rest as you work in prayer mm -hmm. and repentance, asking the Father, show me more, reveal more. What she's saying is making sense. It connects, but oh my word, that's overwhelming. Jesus Show me when I'm doing that. Yeah. Turn the, the something I say to God all the time is turn the volume up. Yeah. Megaphone. Yes. <laughs> because I've been doing the same stuff by rote. I have a, a, a groove in my brain and I just go there whenever this thing happens. This is what I do. And so through the process of prayer, though, the Father can show us, look. Here you are again. You're in this place again. And immediately, as that first it can start out with that indicator light of that tightness, my emotion, um, that franticness, the, the pitch in my voice. Mm -hmm. um, it can start like that. And that's my indicator light going on, that I can say, well, 
what's going on? What was I thinking right before that? Jesus, rescue me right now. Right now. Show me what, what am I believing right now, Father? What am I believing? And that, that's exactly what the disciples said to Christ when they said, what is the work? How do we, how do, we do this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes. And Christ said, the work is just to believe that, yeah, we are controlling all of those around us, but the control, that's the behavior sin that's rooted in really doubt and unbelief of who the Father is yes. and that He's got it. And so yes. that's so cool to look at the deeper issues of just not trusting God. And He's such a faithful God, and He loves us so much. And so um, we have another minute or two, and I'd like to say one more thing, but Julie, what, how would you like to kind of bring this to a close? Um, I, I want you to remember that the freedom is in the remembrance mm-hmm. of the gospel, mm-hmm. which, number one, brings us to Christ to free us and not us to free ourselves, but him to free us. But then also remembering that believing itself is work. So I do want to encourage, I want to encourage our listeners to invest themselves in the work of listening to what it is that they really believe mm-hmm. and begin to ask the Father to show them what it is that they really believe, using the Word to transform your mind into where it should be operating and not where it is operating. And sometimes, especially in the evangelical culture, we're so well-trained of what we believe that we don't pay attention to what we're really living out of. Right. The day-to-day. Yes. And so I think we've talked about the freeze-frame technique before where um, you catch yourself in the middle of a freak-out moment. Hmm. You know, I know that you believe that God loves you. I know you believe that he's in control and that your righteousness is in Christ. Yes, I know that you believe that. But that woman right there in the middle of the freeze-frame right there, that video of that woman with her her mouth open and her finger out. Mm Mm-hmm. And her brow knit, what is it that she's believing? Mm-hmm. Right. We've got to watch watch our actions and work backwards to what to we believe. To what we believe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for all of those that might be listening that have um, not been real familiar with the gospel before, I just wanted to reiterate that um, before we close out today that the the true message of the gospel is simply just good news for how deserving sinners like you and me through the person and work of Jesus Christ. And the two implications from that good news are that because of what Christ has done for me on the cross, I'm a well-provided poor daughter. Someone loves me and thinks I'm very worthy, and that's my Father in heaven. And then my worth and my righteousness um, is dependent on His his beauty and holiness and not on my own. And so we just, that's our constant mantra here at Restore Ministries. And we want to um, point you to that every day. So thank y'all so much for joining us today. And um, stay tuned. We'll be um, sending more out soon, we hope.